Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is the Star Wars podcast coming at you from a galaxy far, far away. I hope you're keeping well and safe, our always present Star Wars listener. It's good to have you back for another week. This is episode 133. My name is Gary, one of your hosts, and joining me as always, mostly always, is the... Oh, I, need, I need to think of a really good comeback from last week because he gave me such a compliment. So, um, it's Mark Asquith. This is a genius. We've got to keep this in. So it's Mask Asquith. Mask Asquith. It's like being bullied at school again. You know what I mean? If you've got a name that's even close to the word ass, you get bullied, you know? And, you know, I, and, and I don't have an ass that's a quiff, if I'm honest with you. There is no quiff. Although I do have a little bit of a quiff. Dude, maybe that's your Star Wars name. You know those Star Wars name that? generators? Yeah. <laughs> Can you remember? <laughs> we, uh... We, 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 there was like a there was a prison bitch name generator. Do you remember that back in like <laughs> early two thousands, right? <clears throat> so we're in this we're in this office. It was clearly like Wernham Hogra. I'll tell you this story because you, the listener, will you'll, you'll find this as mortifying as us, right? <laughs> this prison bitch name generator comes around on email. And you know, can you remember back in the day? You get emails of things that they were all .exe files, weren't they? So you had to like change them. Someone <laughs> had sent them around, but it was like change the extension from .doc to .exe and it'll work. So we're like, this is genius. So people have met these little fun games, like mini clip games. So they sent this prison bitch name generator around before the internet was really a thing. And we were all laughing our tits off. Like, this is amazing. Look at this. Like, we all got cute little names, like, you know, soap bad dodge your face or something like that. You know, something just <clears throat> completely inane and not offensive, nothing vicious. <laughs> so we're all pissing ourselves laughing at this. Everyone gets this one right. And this, the, there was one girl and she was like, oh, this is great what you're doing. Let me have a go. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I know. And it, ge- yep. it generated, we're all laughing, right? At everyone's dying laughing. She pressed generate and hers came out as ugly skank bitch to what? <laughs> <laughs> and every, every, everyone was just silently mortified no one said a word like no one just laughed you know it was like some rustling of papers and right well we'll get back to work we're just oh, all like God. yep and she was just gutted bless her and it was just so it was randomly generated and it came out oh man it was the single most awkward time in my life did she take it well though? She did. She had a laugh. She wasn't. She wasn't either. She wasn't like that. You know what the name generator said. She was lovely, but uh, she took it in the spirit. She took it in the spirit. Um, Good. So Good. yeah, thanks Louise for taking that as a laugh. <laughs> Just fired up a Star Wars name generator, dude. Oh, go on. And yours is Kudo Iraq. I'd rather go with Asquith. Asquith, yeah. If you're going to say it, you got to say it right. It's ass and quiff. Arse so like, quiff. imagine, yeah. imagine like Elvis, Elvis's quiff on an ass. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. That's how I actually yeah. explain my name to American people. They're like, is, what is, what, is it a squith? Like, nope, no, it's not. No, it's imagine an ass with a quiff on it. And they're like, oh, ass quiff. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, now they get it. Now they you get dick. it. dick. Anyone listening from the US would do love you guys. But yeah, you do butcher the old UK names now and then. Like my name isn't Gary in the US. It's Geary. Geary. Hey, Geary. Hey, Geary. Do you know, that's true, actually. I was used to watch Smallville, as you well know. And um, my little brother, I got him into it. And he, for the entire 10 season run, because the American accent, thought that Lana Lang was called Lorna. Hey, Lana. And he was like, oh, when Lorna came back, I'm like, 
no, dude, I know you're 12, but don't be an idiot. <laughs> so, yeah, we got difficult names as well, dude. My, my surname is trumps a lot of people as well. Mm. Or Eilert. Yeah. They're like, I, it, it, I, it, I lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's Eilert. That's, that's a common one, Eilert. And yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Gary, one of your hosts of Spark of Rebellion. Joining me as always is the dude with the, the facial hair is looking good at the moment. I will, I'll, I'll give you that, dude. I've noticed the last week you've got it to that real good point where it's not overly messy, it's still tidy. Bit of volume there, like it. Mm. Yeah, sexual your, healing, man. On your path to to the the old chewy stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> it is Mark Asquith. How you doing, dude? I'm all right, thanks, mate. I'm, uh, you know, just Star Wars in my way through life, doing what I do best. Sure, uh, sure. R- reading books and taking names of the books and popping them on Goodreads, which is good. Um, so I'm all right, thanks, mate. And I want to say uh, a happy Ghostbusters Day. Oh, yeah, cool. Ghostbusters is out, isn't it? So happy Ghostbusters Day. It's not That's not a formal thing, but I'm saying it because I'm excited about it. Yeah. I've got tickets in the end. I, pay, I coughed up the money, so we're going to see it tomorrow. Yeah. Dude, that's going to be awesome. I was I was going to take my little nephew. I told you earlier on our work stand-up, I was like, yeah, I got to nip out a bit early today because I've got to babysit the kid because his mum's got COVID. So like, we're just, we're babysitting, everyone's babysitting him so that he can keep going to school because he's fine. And um, I said to him the other day, I was like, it's 10, loves Ghostbusters. I'm not kidding, right? He likes Ghostbusters. Good. So like, do you want to see a new Ghostbusters film on Friday? No, nah, I don't like Ghostbusters. I'm like, you little jerk off. I know you like Ghostbusters. Why are you being like this? And he was like, no, I really don't like Ghostbusters. I just want to go to Pizza Hut. Like, right. How do I get him to go see Ghostbusters? Because I want to go and see it. And I've still not clocked it. So I'll have to check in with you next week and let you know. Because mm. he's being awkward, man. That is a tough one. Because normally kids, how old is he? 10, did you say? Yeah. Normally they love going to the cinema because you get all your popcorn and your drink yeah. or your sweets, whatever. It's normally, yeah. You might have to work on him a little bit. So when you when you pick him up later, just say, dude, we're going to see Ghostbusters. And then that's mission accomplished. I know, right? Yeah. I just don't know if he's going to. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, how are you, dude? What have you been doing this week, Star wars Yeah, we're digressing a lot this week, aren't we, already? Yeah, um, we are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nothing Star wars though, this week, dude. Bit of a quiet one on the old Star Wars front. Uh, yeah. Generally, Star wars in through life, as you said, we're kind of both like that. It's either... Any any kind of social in, uh, situation, any kind of interaction with other humans, typically Mark and I will go with either something Star Wars or something Office. Mm. So as long as those two things continue, I'm mm. doing all right. I'm doing Good. all right. But no Good, Star Wars stuff the last week, though. Huh. Well, that's all right. Yeah. yeah week quiet, off. quiet. Good. Well, Christmas is coming up. That's always a nice time to uh, to kind of just kick back and do it. It's like that exciting time, isn't it, that week? that you're having at Christmas, you know, because you can sort of do what you want. You do a lot of Star Wars stuff, you can read some books, play some games, um, but with no, like, guilt. Do you know what I mean? You sort of get that. It's a bit of an exciting time, even still as an adult, to do the cool stuff that you get to do. And I know you're away, so you get even more time to, like, take a book with you or whatever. So, you know, that's coming up, dude. You can, you exactly, know, yeah. Yeah. Get, your, get your fill. Going to hit up Midtown Comics, see if I can find some little Star Warsy bits. <sighs> yeah. Bloody love it there. I bloody love that place. I really do love it. I do really love it. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited that you're going to New York for Christmas, man. I'm jealous of it. Sure. It's going to be so good. I think we've already booked to go again next year. Good shout. Yeah. Got to keep it rolling, man. I know. I want to try and get some work trips out there. You've missed out because you joined at such a time where COVID hit. But like we we are like usually out there like five or six times a year doing different things. And like it, we're just thinking, well, the team can just go. So you go and see someone and... You go see some, like, it's such a, I'm hoping to get back to that next year so we can all just benefit from having a bit of a trip, you know? Yeah, yeah. that'd be good. Yeah, boy. Yeah, it would. It would. Yeah, it would. So anyway, not been up to too much. I, I think, yeah, it's been quiet for Star Wars. However, on this week's episode, we have got a fairly decent range of news to come through and speak about, which is good. We've got some book news. We've got some gaming news. We've got some rumoury stuff that we always seem to stumble upon. A bit of comic news, and if we get onto it, a little bit of... um. A little bit of Star Wars fashion, if we get mm. time, which is always a good thing. So first up, dude, we spoke about this last week or the week before. It's the There was a slew of books that were announced that were coming out next year. Not necessarily the High Republic stuff, but just some some other cool bits. And one of them was Brotherhood by Mike Chen, 
Mm. And we were like, mm, do we need this book? Do we need it? Not sure if we need this one. We were kind of hyped for it, but I think it was more uh, sort of style over substance, potentially. Anyway, mm. got the cover for it, which is very cool. And a little bit of blurb um, around where the story actually takes place. So back in, uh, I think it's Revenge of the Sith, where Obi-Wan and um, and, uh, and Anakin are on the... Uh, are on that ship at the beginning to rescue the Chancellor and so on. They had that funny little quip where, uh, you know, what was all that business on uh, Kato Nemoidia? And, you know, have that little glance over and it's like, yeah, yeah, I saved your ass kind of thing and, and all that stuff. Apparently the book Brotherhood is going to be based around that very thing. So we were wondering, you know, what are they going to do with this whole... Uh, rela- it's obviously a relationship-based thing between those two, which mm-hmm. is cool, but uh, the story picks up uh, after the events of Attack of the Clones... And it's a little bit of um, uh, sort of the, the the war is is accelerating really quickly. The Jedi have sort of been caught on the hop a little bit. They're not really sure. They've just discovered the clones in the first place and, you know, everything's moving quick. And um, uh, it's just that that time where Obi-Wan's just been promoted to uh, uh, on, onto the Jedi Council. So he's feeling a little bit unsure. Anakin's a little bit sure, obviously, as we know. He's a little bit like, I, I love being a Jedi, but I don't agree with some things and I'm being manipulated a little bit and all that stuff. Um, so they're on a mission. They're off to um, uh, this place, Kato Namoidia, and that's what features on the cover. So the cover's really cool. It's got those two on there, lightsabers, ready to rock and roll. It's pretty cool. And in the background, that's the location we're talking about. So I think the bulk of it is going to be focused on this big mission that they had to do. And we'll get a little answer about what actually happened in said mission. So, uh, sounding a little bit better, dude, than when we spoke about it before. Mm. Yeah, and this this was the one that I was more interested in out of all of them. Still, no massive interest for it, or certainly there wasn't then. And, and I think for me, these kind of era of novels are always interesting because all they do is they just simply flesh out, um, like you said, the relationships. And for me, that at this point with Obi Wan and Anakin, that's the most interesting part for me. Like. We've seen a thousand battles. I, 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 I don't necessarily see that another battle being played out in the pages of a novel is going to be any more exciting than any of the other battles that we've seen played out in the pages of a novel. You know, it's they're sort of just par for the course now. Um, it, and it's always the the relationship books are always the ones that I like the most. Like that, you where you sort of get that in in a monologue, and you get a little bit of um, insight into the motivations of different people and how the specifically with Anakin, I think how <clears throat> excuse me how he is feeling, how he is really, you know, not necessarily the, the, the descent, but certainly how just how he's generally feeling. And I think this is interesting because it is so early in the Clone Wars. So he's still pretty eager. He's still, you know, he's not really, he's married. You know, he's he's, he's got that going on. Um, we'll probably get a bit of in- introspection about that, you know, the conflict between attachment and want, not wanting to lose Padme and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then that's the most interesting part, you know, when we look at like the Phantom Menace book, when you look at Revenge of the Sith, but like they're the best bits by far because it's the stuff that's really hard to get out on screen. Um so yeah, I, I liked the cover as well, though I was a little bit, I don't know why, I was sort of sort of disappointed that it was more of a photorealistic Hayden and Ewan McGregor. Uh, and I don't know why, I, I, I don't know, I, I looked at it and I was like, oh, I sort of wish they'd done, I don't know if it's because I'm used to seeing the High Republic stuff at the minute, but I sort of wish they'd just illustrated it more as opposed to being a little bit more, it's not Alex Ross style, but you know, a very kind of matte painted photorealistic style person. So I don't know, I was a little I think I was a little, I don't, I don't know, I can't explain it. But I didn't, when I saw it, I wasn't hitting the face with it. But the, the cover itself, the composition and the, the cityscape in the background is beautiful. I don't know, that just freaked me out a little bit with the, mm. the photorealism. I don't know why. A little bit. And the, the, the pose as well for the two of them. It looks a little bit like a sort of Jedi cover band that are off, you know. Nah. <laughs> little Jedi boy band, just the two of them. You know, like when the boy bands have split up and then years later, there's just a few of them or a couple of them that come back and still try and do do stuff. It's like that. Yeah. This is Keith Duffy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Not even not even the best one. Yeah. Lightsabering across the galaxy. Yeah. yeah that's honest. Yeah, yeah. Ends up in Coronation Street. At least. He's in it. They all yeah. do, though, don't they? They all do, yeah. They all do. But no, I mean, this book will be all right, I'm sure. 
Sure it will be. It's it's one of those unneeded books, but then you could argue that about the entire, oh well, not the entire, but half of the Clone Wars episodes. Oh, we don't really need to see that story. It's just nice. Exactly, yeah. But I think you make a good point though, dude. I think in the in the films, the 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 dialogue and some of the story and the interactions between Anakin and everyone else is a bit it's a bit like the headline act. You're just seeing the mm. the the summary of what happened really. So the books are a good opportunity to flesh out all of the stuff that you don't see, which can be cool. So have we read anything by Mike Chen before? I don't think uh, not sure. Yeah. So this could be cool though. We'll see. We'll see what Mike's got on that one. And uh, this lands next year as that date's not been moved. So May 10th, 2022, this will land. I'm sure we'll pick this up, dude. It does sound interesting. Out of all the ones we spoke about anyway. So yeah, I'll be getting that one. Definitely. Right. Some gaming news, Uh, a couple of bits on this one. So uh, about a month ago when I did a solo show, I did a a gaming focus Star Wars show and some projects that were coming up. And one of them that I spoke about was this unannounced Star Wars game, which is feels like it's soon to be announced by the um, French uh, game studio Quantic Dream. They're the guys that did that very cool Detroit Become Human game, which was graphically beautiful, and it was a really good story-based um, uh, game. Which it, it was a really, really good game, really mm. good studio, apparently. So their Star Wars project, which, again, they haven't officially said, and Disney hasn't said anything, is supposedly going to be set in the High Republic era. And the title is potentially... Uh, Eclipse. Now, this has come from uh, a guy called Jeff Grubb. You might have recognised that. He's from Venture Beat. Uh, that's the they do. His name's been flagged up loads over the years. He's been around for a long time. He's the guy that normally does um, uh, a couple of podcasts around gaming and entertainment and stuff. So his name is pretty well known. He's not. I think he's got a little bit more um, pedigree than like the Doomcocks and the and those sorts of people. So apparently, yeah. Uh, it's going to be announced soon, potentially before the end of the year. Uh, he goes on to say that the Star Wars game is ready to be announced. Uh, that's what I'm hearing. Uh, he says probably before the end of the year, and then goes on to say that he's not 100% sure. So he's not like Doomcock, which is like, this is absolutely happening. He's he's honest. He's like, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm hearing that the era that it takes place in is the High Republic, and it's called Eclipse. So it could be cool, dude, to get a Star Wars game in the High Republic that's going to support the books and whatnot. That could be cool. Yeah, it's one of those interesting things. I mean, we know this is a multimedia initiative. You know, we said that, and, and it, I mean, they all they all said that, didn't they? You know, it was a, it was that was the big announcement um, when it came out. And I, yeah, I'm sort of interested in this because it's it implies that it could be a little bit more open world, which I think is kind of fascinating. Um, could be good, could be bad. I mean, you know, Spider GTA style um, could be could be interesting. I mean, it's a big ass game to make, though. You know, this is not coming anytime soon, is it? Um, and I think for me, it's about the writing on this one. Because if you, if you look at, like, as long as the mechanics are right, as long as the, the graphics have got to be right, you know, the, the next gen capabilities have got to be right. They've got to get, like, they're the basics, I think, if you're doing a Star Wars game. Because it's, it's as we well know, anything that's branded Star Wars gets, uh, you know, extra critique. It gets, it's under the microscope a little bit more than most other things. Um so I think you've got to sort of get the basics right. But I think personally for me, it comes down to the writing. Like if they do a High Republic thing, then they really, really, really have to, for me, get the writing group involved that are doing everything High Perfect. Republic and, yeah. and, and and almost arguably make it canon, you know, stick it. It doesn't have to be in the main series of events it doesn't have to deal with you know starlight beacon and and, and the nile i mean sure, sure i'm sure the nile would be in it and, and so on but it doesn't it doesn't have to deal with the storyline that is currently going on in the high republic it could be something else you know we know that the high republic is almost like a phase thing as well like they came out and said phase one is sort of wrapping up now and they'll be entering phase two um so i think if they get the writing right and i know we can go into the technicalities of like I said, the graphics and the the, the 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 general gameplay stuff, but that that's just a given. That has got to be good, otherwise it'll get derided, you know. But I think from a Star Wars fan perspective, get the writing right. Um, like Jedi Fallen Order was great for that, you know. The storyline was close enough to what we already knew, but far enough away that it could breathe and do its own thing. So I think they they, they have to just get that bit right, dude. For me, yeah, agree, dude. Absolutely. It's all about, the, you know, because the graphics can carry it. It'll give you a nice trailer and stuff, but 
unless you nail the story. And like you said, get the story group involved. All those guys that have been working on High Republic, get them all involved. Buy them coffee. Get a few pastries on the plate, round the table. Ping pong table. Yeah. That's the way to go. It does make sense, though, to a degree, because the the studio, they did have a, a exclusivity contract with Sony, but that ended um, a little while ago, and the guy that um, is managing the studio, I've forgotten his name, uh, I did hear that he was about to sign a contract with Disney, so it does kind of make sense and is is looking looking like it's going to be announced pretty soon. So, Because uh, the other game that's the Ubisoft open-world game that they're working on, I feel like that's going to be more main saga based i've just got a feeling it's going to be around that sort of stuff so to have a high republic game in the mix is going to be cool so looking forward to that and the other bit of gaming news um not really into this one as much um this is more of a if you're in the apple apple ecosystem and you're it looks like it's for younger kids but there's another one that's going to launch uh today actually as we're recording this on friday the 19th a new um uh lego star wars game called castaways that's landed now on Apple Arcade. And uh, apparently it's a never-before-seen Lego adventure. The traders kind of expected it's a very sort of um, cute and cheerful, little colourful trailer. Uh, it's kind of cool, but a little bit of blurb. So Castaways is a brand-new Lego Star Wars game coming to Apple Arcade. After crashing on an unknown planet, meet brand-new characters in the Lego Star Wars universe, play in completely different games across Star Wars worlds, and uncover the source of a mysterious corruption threatening everyone. So I don't have Apple Arcade, dude, but probably wouldn't play this anyway. It looks a little bit like, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes, don't know. Yeah, I'm the same, dude. The trailer's cute. You know, it just looks like Lego. It's classic Lego. Classic. In it, you know, cute, bouncing off things and, oh, what a calamity. You know, and that's what we that's what we turn up for with this. But yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I'm not interested. This would be a download it at the airport sort of thing for me. Um you know, and give it a whirl and then delete it on the plane if it was shite, you know, that's the sort of scenario for me. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't see myself getting this one, but it's, I can see the attraction for it, you know, for the kids, if kids are into Star Wars, I can see this being really accessible. I wouldn't pay for Apple Arcade just to get it. Um, but if you've got kids, you've got Apple Arcade, I can see why it would be attractive, you know, relatively cheap way of getting some more Star Wars into, into, into your kid's life. But yeah, not, not, not something I'm going to clamour to get to, dude. Yeah, same, dude. Uh, having said that, though, Apple Arcade, it's great if you're that type of gamer that just wants to pick up a fun little thing to play for 10, 20 minutes because you can sync any controller to Apple TV, like an Xbox controller, PlayStation, whatever, and then Apple Arcade's got hundreds of games. So it might be a little pull if they've got some Star Wars stuff on there now. Who knows? But yeah, same as you did. Maybe pick up the airport, that sort of thing, but who knows? Right, let's get on to the rumour stuff. Kathleen Kennedy, she's in the news again, old Kath. Jesus. I bet her publish you know, her publicist and, you know, the PR team are like, for God's sake, it's like another week Kath's out there again. But she keeps her head down though, bless her. She keeps her head down, she just carries on. But apparently there's a rumour going around, this is from Collider, that she's about to sign an extension to her contract for the next three years that will take us through to twenty twenty four. This is probably at the disgust of lots of Star Wars fans. But like I said, she just carries on, whatever. And uh, there was a little bit of chat. So she was um, uh, she was quizzed around the Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron stuff. And apparently that's, there's, again, rumours and stuff. The reason why that was delayed and whatnot is because there's some quote-unquote creative differences, which is something we've heard for a lifetime around films and stuff. Uh, so obviously Kath is at the root of all that stuff, as you would expect. Uh, but then she went on to tell the LA Times that, uh, don't worry about that. You know, we've got loads of other things coming. Uh, you don't have to worry about Star Wars fatigue either. It's all good. We've branched out into TV and that's going really well. So in a nutshell, don't worry. Everything's cool. But um, I don't know what to say about this one, dude, or how to feel about it. Because I, I don't know how true these rumours are. Of, since The Force Awakens, I'm not sure how true they are that she's been the cause of any negative stuff around Star Wars. So I don't know. But yeah, her name's above the door for another few years at least. Yeah, tough one, isn't it? Because she's like the boss. You know, the book does stop with her theoretically. But I mean, I don't know. It's it's <laughs> it's hard to... It's hard to not vilify someone that 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 is is has got the reins of something like an IP like Star Wars. Especially when you... Yeah, you, know, you got Kevin Feige on the same lot theoretically. You know, 
metaphorically speaking, kind of doing the same sort of thing. Um, and doing it with such success, granted some of the Marvel stuff recently has not been that good, you know, the Eternals in particular, but I don't know, it's a funny, it's a funny situation because the people like the Doomcocks of the world are going to be, you know, well, all their videos were clearly bollocks, weren't they? <laughs> you clearly. know what I mean? Yeah. They're just going to be, th oh, great stuff. Yeah. The rumors of a rift at Disney, Kathleen Kennedy on the last leg. You know, well, she's just fucking signed a new content now, Doomcock. You know, what are you going to say about that? So <laughs> I think it, it shows that we shouldn't really listen to the hyperbolic crap on YouTube. It also, if it's true, I think it, I don't know, it's a hard one. It, it, it maybe upholds what we have been saying recently about the TV shows having a little of a different approach. Like that Collider report talks about the TV, not the movies as such. You know, it goes much more into the, the excitement around the TV. Um, you know, that, 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 I wouldn't say a rift, but the clear creative divide between movies and TV. You know, that's huge. Mm, yeah. um, and to come hot on the heels of, New details about Ryan Johnson trilogy being scrapped because of creative differences. Um, you know, the Patty Jenkins thing being a creative differences thing. And, 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 and it, I don't know, it sort of worries you for the future of Star Wars on the big screen. Because are we just going to get much more of the mid same middling stuff? Because it's that corporate challenge that most, I mean, if you're a company that size, you've got, there's so many lines you've got to straddle, you know, there's so many people that you've got to try and please with it. Whereas on TV, you're sort of having a bit of a punt and I think they almost go as far as saying that, you know, or certainly alluding to that, you know, we've never done TV. We can have a bit of a punt and see what sticks, you know, you end up with a, a sleep eight like Cobra Cry or a Mandalorian or something like that. So it's weird. It's weird that for the last two or three years, all we've been hearing is Kathleen Kennedy's out. She's out. She's out. She's out. She's out. She's out. And Disney's like, no, she's not. <laughs> You know, and it, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know how they then fix the movies. That's my only thing. I just don't know. Because we've said it before. Kathleen Kennedy clearly knows what she's doing. The work she's done in the past is good work. You know, the, the things like Romance in the Stone and the Indiana Jones stuff. And um, she's done good work. She just can't seem to nail it with, I don't, well, is it, is it even her? This is the thing. This is the problem, you know? You just so don't when, know. Yeah. Yeah. It would be easier if some, if, if, if it was, if the story was Kathleen Kennedy's out, you'd be like, oh, fucking hell easy. All right. Okay. I understand that. This doesn't reconcile as easily in the head. Yeah. It's hard to, um, it's hard to quantify, um, either success or failure as attributed to one person as that, that's the, the main thing you're saying, isn't it? It's like, because she has done some amazing films over the last, what, 30, 40 years. That's not, that's not beat around the bush. She is one of the top producers. And she also loves, she must love Star Wars or she must love George Lucas loads because it would take, or maybe, maybe it's a money thing. I don't know, but it would take a lot for her to leave her own production company, leave it alone completely and then step into Lucasfilm, you know, that, that would take a lot. Yeah. So she obviously likes what she's doing or I don't know, could be, could be the Molnies. I don't know, but it's hard. It's hard to, um, to attribute this to any, to any one thing or any one person. Cause like you said, it could be like, I, I can't imagine that she's in her office and somebody plays the film and she just gets like the big stamp out that says, yes, this mm -hmm. is good. Go and put it in the cinema. Yeah. And then there's another film or an idea and she's like, nope, this is bad. It's not going to happen. I can't imagine she's got like, she must lean on all the other people that have been at Lucasfilm for years and know Star Wars more than she does and, and all that. So who knows, dude? But yeah, she's going to be here for another few years, it seems. So all mm. the Doomcocks and everything that have said that she's been, they've said she's been on her way out for the last five years anyway. So take that with a pinch of salt as you always should do. <laughs> always, always, always. Until something's formalised, um, yeah, yeah you, you, you've got to do, haven't you? But I don't know. Kathleen Kennedy will always, in my view, stoke the fires of the Star Wars fans, man. Indeedy, yes. Uh, so we've got a few more news stories to, to go through for the rest of the episode. But before then, let's hear about some awesome stuff for Spark of Rebellion. 
Hello there. Come and get involved in the community over on our social channels. We have an Instagram and a Twitter account, which you can get to by going to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Instagram and forward slash Twitter. If Facebook is your flavour, we have one of those as well. Just do a search for Spark of Rebellion over there. We post updates about this podcast, plus any big news and tidbits from around the galaxy. So come and get involved. Right, back to the episode. Dude, this is a funny one. This is a funny one. So Comic-Cons are a big thing, right, for uh, the movie industry and all that sort of stuff in general. And it's um, it's a great opportunity for fans to go and attend events, to get like an early screening or meet the stars and all that stuff. They're very cool. And normally, I say normally, the the actors and, you know, all the other people that are that normally attend these things, it looks like they're having a good time. And I stress that bit. It looks like they're having a good time. Not Adam Driver. No, no, no. <laughs> this is hilarious. I've never heard of any of any actor that has attended one Comic-Con, thought it was absolute shit, and literally pissed themselves with fear and never <laughs> attended again. So I, I, I don't know if this is a case of he's just being a bit of a wimp because if I remember correctly, Adam Driver's a bit of a hard ass because he was in the Marines before he was an actor and he's, you know, he just seems like he's got like a bit of, uh, a bit of gumption about him, a bit of decent mental health, a bit of mm. mental strength and that sort of thing. Anyway, uh, he was on the Graham Norton show here in the UK recently because uh, he's promoting something else, a different TV show, The House of Gucci. And they were, anyone that's been in Star Wars, who gets interviewed anywhere, the subject always comes back around to Star Wars, as we know. So he was asking about, you know, Star Warsy stuff. And he told, he told this story about when he was at Comic-Con. It's the only one he's ever been at. So very briefly, uh, they locked him away the whole time because of the secrecy around Star Wars and, and all that stuff. And I remember actually, <clears throat> excuse me, when we were, when they were doing the early press stuff and all that for The Force Awakens, nobody knew the actor for Kylo Ren and nobody really knew anything about it. So uh, it wasn't until they wheeled him out at Comic-Con, that's when they were like, oh, that guy's Kylo Ren. Anyway, he was there two days before the con started and they wouldn't let him leave his hotel room. He was like, I'm <laughs> going to get coffee. They're like, no, you can't do that. He's like, okay, can I get a coffee here in the hotel? Then they're like, no. Like you're in this room confined. As, then they're like, if you want to leave, there's masks. <laughs> this is true. There's masks in that bag if you need to go out put a mask on and apparently the only options were an eye <laughs> an iron man mask or a darth vader mask so he was like okay this is not good and then he said uh looked out of his hotel window and there's a <laughs> there's a brass band at the bottom playing star wars music <laughs> Two thousand star wars fans like all hyped up and ready to go so apparently that just scared the shit out of him and he was like no nah, i can't do that again so this is hilarious dude because some of the other actors that embrace comic-con they love all this stuff they feed off of it almost but adam driver man he's uh <laughs> he's wimped out big time i mean it must be weird you know because <laughs> there's one thing in there being an actor and then there's, there's another thing being like a superstar um and it's like the first week of being a superstar is weird i imagine you know what i mean like tom cruise is used to it you know schwarzenegger's used to it but Adam Driver's like, he's, you know, he's a great actor, clearly done a lot of good work even way before Star Wars, but then instantly gets in Star Wars. And like you say, he's catapulted into fame. And it just, I think for me, it must just be the, the sheer overwhelm. You know, like for me, I'd be terrified of the overwhelm. You know, just the, the sheer number of people and the sheer consistency 24-7. Because, because of the number of people, right? So it's not like you're walking down the street and there's one Star Wars fan and you're like, all right, this is awesome, actually. Yeah, cheers, appreciate that. Thank you. Um, it's like, to you, you are 24-7 at Comic-Con. But to everyone else, they see Adam Driver walking down the road once, but you see 5,000 people once. Do you know what I mean? So it's for them, they don't sort of, I wouldn't imagine they see the difference. It's like, well, we've got 20 minutes here. We'll see Adam Driver. That's, that's it. That's a once and done thing for us. Whereas Adam Driver's just consistently seen, it's like Groundhog Day. You know? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So I imagine it's terrifying. I do imagine it's terrifying, but at the same time, stick a fucking mask on, Adam Driver. You know, pop your mask on, go and get a brew. Jobs are good and like, we, we, we've seen Mark Hamill walking down in Star Wars costumes 
you know, and stormtroopers and all sorts of stuff. He don't care, that lad. So it's, you know what I mean? I can imagine Mark Hamill as well being like, right, I'm going to stick this Iron Man on. You put the Vader on. We'll go get coffee and uh, see you around, kid. And he's like, fuck off, Hamill. Every time. <laughs> see you around, kid. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm tired of this crap from you, dude. And he's like, see you around, kid. And then just keeps doing it. Like the, the annoying <laughs> uncle. Um, Bants. Yeah, Bants. Um, but no, I, I do get it. Like, it's a bit of a laugh, isn't it? It, it is a bit like, oh, you're, you're pussy. But at the same time, like, imagine just being the first time that you turn up and you're now a superstar. You're not just a star, you're a superstar. And everyone wants a piece of you. It must be pretty overwhelming. But at the same time, like, for us as geeks, it's like, Woo, we want that, we want that, we want that. But, you know, Paul, yeah. I just wanted a brood, didn't he? So it's, it's a funny, little, it's a nice little anecdote though, isn't it? It's a nice little anecdote. I, I like when these things come out and you sort of get them over the years, don't they? You know, that you, it's like Mark Hamill always telling the tale. There's always something new from the actors of Star Wars because as you said, dude, it always comes back to Star Wars. It doesn't matter what else you do, you're always Kylo Ren. Exactly that, yep. Yeah, the way you put that as well, it sounds pretty sad as well. Like he just, he just wanted a brew. That's all he wanted. Just want a brew. Just want a brew. Can you imagine? That? Some think- people get really moody as well when they don't have oh, a cup yeah. of tea or coffee. Yeah, yeah. That's me. Do you reckon someone that just went to him, dude, if you want a brew, just get a driver. <laughs> They'll take you. A, dr- a driver. And then yeah. just clip round, clip round the face from the former Marine. Yeah. Just a swift one that came out of nowhere. Didn't even expect it. Yeah. Oh, and he's like, marine training still works, boy. Yeah. Adam Driver. Love it. Poor Adam. So Poor Adam. He was one of the best parts of the sequel trilogy, wasn't he? so we, we'll have him back all day long. Yeah, I don't think his time is done on Star Wars, dude. I think there's going to be... Um, I think there's going to be some project in probably 10, 15 years' time mm. that's going to be, a, I'm sure, some kind of prequel where we see... Luke training all the Jedi and he's there and or there's going to be something. He'll be back Got a bit. for Star Wars. They all come back at some point. Yes, they do. Because the money talks. Indeedy. Yeah. Uh, comic news, dude. This is kind of cool. I like this one. This is a bit of a... So back in... Back in time somewhere, uh, Star Wars uh, teamed up with Dark Horse Comics and started putting out some real badass... Uh, some badass comics. And uh, the, when the merger went through with Star Wars and, uh, sorry, with Disney and uh, mm. buying them all out and stuff like that, there was a decision to uh, revoke all of that cool stuff that Dark Horse was doing. And I guess on paper, this looks like a sensible decision and move all of the Star Wars comic stuff over to Marvel because why would you not do that? You've got, you know, one of the big two. You got you own one of the biggest comic um you know, publishing houses under your belt, you know, move it over there. Uh, but it kind of lost that, uh, excuse the pun, it lost that kind of rebel, um, that rebellious sort of nature about it. Because a lot of the comics that came out through Dark Horse up until about, I think it was about two, 2013 or something like that, they were all these really cool star uh, stories around. It was like, it was, um, it was unlike the, it was unlike the uh, expanded universe novels and everything we got years before that throughout mm. the dark times and stuff. These comics normally did a sort of half and half. They did a mix of canon stuff mixed in with other stuff that would just never happen within canon. So going back to like the old original stuff like Dark Empire, like that first comic run that they did for Dark mm-hmm. Horse where Luke falls to the dark side and joins the Empire and stuff, obviously not canon. But it was real badass stuff, and then they did low. They did a ton of stories, dude, for Darth Vader that were really good. Mm. Uh, there was a story called Purge, which was really, really cool. And then they did the Star Wars Tales, which was like a trilogy of really cool stories. There was that really famous, um, oh, sorry, really popular image from a comic that did the rounds. That everyone lost their mind over where Darth Vader's holding up C three PO's head, and he's put his forehead to him, you know. And it, it, so some of their stuff was really. Um, adventurous they didn't they weren't held back by anyone saying no 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 you can't do that 
it was very cool. So anyway, they left and went over to Marvel, but now they're coming back. So they've reinvigorated this kind of, um, you know, Star Wars belonging to, to Dark Horse Comics. They've moved out of Marvel. So it just mm. says the spring of 2022, so probably April, May time next year. Uh, they're going to start putting out a bunch of new stories and all that sort of stuff. And it's going to range. It's, it's not just going to be this rebellious, you know, non-canony stuff. They're going to do High Republic stuff. They're going to do uh, how the High Republic moved through to the First Order and all that. And um, yeah, it's going to be a real mix of stuff. So yeah, coming back to Dark Horse, dude, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I, I sort of never read much Star Wars comics back in those days because it was I was very much a DC you know, that was my, I was going through that phase of just hammering everything DC, but I do remember the, I remember the 3PO stuff and I remember some of the covers that they put out. Um, like when I used to go to the comic stores and I, I just remember seeing them like, Oh, they do Star Wars comics. Like I just, I was never exposed to that as a kid. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm up for this man. You know what I'm like? I'll, you know, at some point in the future, go back and read them all. That's sort of the way that I consume stuff. So yeah, no, I'm, I, I like stuff like this when things come full circle, especially when a company, you know, everyone that I, I've heard from like yourself says that that company, Dark Horse, I mean, Dark Horse always do good stuff, but they said they did such a good job of Star Wars that it, um, even not being exposed to any of the content proper, it's nice to hear that they'll get a chance to do more with it because it's, I think for the, the smaller comic companies like that, you know, we see the images, we see the IDWs, see the Dark, Dark Horses, the 2000 ADs, um, and a lot of the creators, the, the, the truly, genuinely deep dive, you know, independent creators, they don't often get to shine against Marvel and DC. So I think to get the license back for this sort of stuff, it's just nice to see, you know, it's nice to see that it's not just the Marvel machine. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that dude. So yeah, I'll, I'll maybe start to pick a few of those up, um, in the future. I'm looking maybe for a couple of comic subs after these two, I've got two limited runs running at the minute, the Superman 78 and the 89 Batman, they're only six issues. Um, so I'm looking for another subscription or two after that. So the, you know, this might get it. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, dude, the hardback, uh, Batman 89 is, is, looks mint by the way. I know it looks badass. I almost pre-ordered that and I was like, do you know what? No, I'm not going to. I'm going to, for these two, I'm going to go weekly or monthly. Yeah, they went weekly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I went weekly. They oh. send me one a week. I'm like, I've already got three of these. <laughs> yeah, well, you did order them. <laughs> yeah, I went for the uh, the hardcover on those, dude. Yeah, they look badass, yeah. mate. The, the, the hardcover's a good shout. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so the initial run for these is going to be High Republic stuff just because that's the that's the uh, the agenda at the minute for Star Wars publishing outside of the films and TV and stuff. But then the uh, the CEO of Dark Horse, Mike Richardson, did say that we're going to you know do loads of other eras of Star Wars, so don't worry. But the first batch of stuff for the first year is probably going to be High Republic-focused, and then mm-hmm. we're off to the races, which is good. Good, man. Cool. Uh, right, last couple of bits to finish up on. Uh, we, we often cover these auction pieces. They're so annoyingly funny because mm-hmm. it's like, if I had the money, I would so do it. Yeah. Um, so it's it's funny that they're well yeah it's funny that there are star wars fans that will part big time with big time cash for this so and this dude there's just no hesitation for me if i had the money these yep. are amazing so original star wars posters and these do go for silly money and uh dude i almost bid on a drew struzan um phantom menace poster once it nice. was like yeah it was like back in the the early days where it was still expensive but yeah. it wasn't like you had to be, you know, a retired millionaire to, to yeah. afford it. Uh, but yeah, alas, pass on it. Anyway, uh, this is from uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, this is the original, um, uh, uh, the original one that was did. That, sorry, that was done by uh, Josh Kirby back in the day, and it's the really cool uh, montage in the middle with Vader's head at the top, and in the backgrounds, just it's mega impactful, like Starfield and hyperspace sort of thing it just it's badass man it's one of those cool posters uh so this is going to be rocket it, they reckon it's going to go around for go on for eight thousand pounds eight grand it's going to go on for i reckon it's going to go for a bit more than that yeah uh, i can see it going for a bit more so uh, and then they to accompany that they're also going to do this other poster which was the year anniversary of star wars again by Josh Kirby, and this was the, uh, it was the cake made up of all the candles and stuff and the little toy figures around it and stuff. And uh, yeah, just as may the force be with you uh, one year old today. Uh, 
Yeah. I'd love this. To, oh man, these are so cool. But uh, yeah, not much of a big story, but just a really cool little thing. If I had the money, dude, I'd be all over it. it they are they are expensive indulgences, but it, it, it's one of those things. Like I say, if we had the money, you would literally just go. That's actually an investment. That's going to speculate. You know, that's 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 going to speculate. That's going to get more valuable. Um, so <laughs> it's going to go up in a way. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, it, f- these things kind of fascinate me because you you really, um, like you said, they're expensive indulgence, but they really do just they'll hold the value without a shadow of a doubt. They will go up. They will go up. They will go up. You'd have to insure the ass off them. Um, and what I like about pieces like this is that when you see them. If you if you don't know what they are, you're like, that's really nice. If you do know what they are, you're like, you motherfucker, look at that. <laughs> you know, so they've got that. I, I I personally really like collectibles that are like that, that, that they, they hold a meaning for the general person. But if you know, it holds a real extra special meaning. You know, that, that, that kind of collecting fascinates me, dude. Yeah, it's like twofold bragging rights. So that's a nice Star Wars poster. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Say no more. Yeah, yeah. Someone that comes around is like, "Oh my god, you've got a, yeah, you've got a Josh Kirby poster," and then it's like an hour's conversation about that poster and Star Wars posters. Yeah, yeah. That. that's it. If you can have a deep conversation with someone about it, you get so much more from it because it becomes something that's not. It's not just a thing on a shelf. It becomes the thing that, you, like you said, you can deep dive into it together with people. You know, defo. Yeah. Uh, if you're after a couple of other posters. Not too keen on these ones. It's not, in in comparison to this one, these are a little bit okay. Then, mm. so the two thousand and five Tom Cruise War of the Worlds poster is also going. Nope. The only not thing first. that might tempt people is it's signed by Tom Cruise, Spielberg, and Justin Chatwin. Apparently, I, who I assume is the director. If Spielberg mm. was producer, I don't know. Don't want any of that. And a two thousand and fifteen Bond. Poster for Spectre, signed by Daniel Craig and some other people. Not, not too keen on them ones. Nah, not bother me. Nah. Anyway, let us know, Star Wars listener. I assume one of you is going to bid on the poster, so let us know if you grab that. It'd be good. <laughs> uh, let's finish up, dude, a bit of Star Wars fashion. These are always quite uh, Marmite for me. Um, and fashion's talking- a loose, loose term <laughs> yeah, with, with, with these, mate. Yeah, uh, we've seen some pretty cool kicks in the past. Some of the old Star Wars ones are pretty good. I prefer the older Boba Fett ones to these, if I'm honest with you. So these ones, these are from Adidas. These are the Samba Sarlacc pit. Uh, yeah, it's like a sandy camel color. Well, it's Tatooine sandy color, two-tone. The Adidas stripes and the solder are darker brown. And the only thing that's... That it's got the the tentacles from the sarlacc on the the rear side of the of the trainer. It looks like a suede sort of finish as well. So. Yeah, uh, skipping these ones, dude. But I know these are going to sell like hotcakes. There's everything else that's got a Star Wars badge on it from Adidas. They will sell like hotcakes, and as you said, they are my mate, and it's a no from me. And uh, that's all I need to say on that one. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's a no from me. They did do some cool trainers before. I missed out on the Stormtrooper. Yeah, they did. Uh, Adidas. I think they were the Adidas Superstar 2s in the Stormtrooper design. They were badass. I missed out on those. But these ones, it's a hard pass. Yeah. One of these out. I think they're out now. Yeah. Yeah. Or in the next month or two. Oh, yeah. It doesn't say yet. It's out in the next month. Next month, yeah. Uh, no, not first. Not first. Um, yeah, no. I don't know if I could pull it off. Mm, it's a weird you know? colour, isn't it? Yeah. For me, it's like... Yeah, I'm one of these guys that just wear jeans all the time, and I've, I, my only fluctuation is sort of a slightly darker stone wash and a normal. So these would look weird, yeah. I think. Sam, not a samba guy. Kieran loves a samba. Kieran, yeah, and I think I can you imagine can tell. That about Kieran. Yeah, yeah, he's got that samba feel on it. But no, not for me, dude. Not for me. Yeah, true, true, true. Right, that's all the news we got for this week. Uh, that has been episode 133. It has been great to finish off the week, as always, chatting Star Wars with uh, the guy with good-looking beard at the minute. Good-looking face, if anything. Yeah, well, yeah. 
Not because I'm scared of him, but... Good looking all around. Yeah, yeah. So it's been good to cover some cool stuff. Let us know if you pick up uh, the cool little Star Wars game. It'd be interesting to hear about that, if it's worth a little 10 minute uh, dig on that one. And uh, we'll keep you posted as well on the Star Wars gaming stuff. I think next year is going to be good for a Star Wars game announcement. So I think we're going to get some cool stuff next year. So uh, we'll keep you updated on that stuff. In the meantime, uh, make sure you follow our podcast and whatever podcast app you prefer to listen to your podcasts on or just do a search for Spark of Rebellion or head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. That will take you off to all of the uh, popular networks and apps so you can uh, give us a a follow over there because a new show will land every single Saturday whether it's the both of us or one of us we always put the show out without fail fact fact we're on the socials too Instagram, Twitter and Facebook you can get to those by going to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Twitter and forward slash Instagram uh, we're not on Facebook too much um, so those two just hit us up on there we chat Star Wars throughout the week and if you want to get um, into the show and support us if you like what you hear and you want to uh, fling a few a few dollars our way, uh, that'd be much appreciated. You don't have to, of course, um, but it just sort of, you know, we invest it back into the show, we buy new equipment and new plugins for our editing suites and all that stuff. It all goes back into the production stuff uh, to make it sound as good as it can. And our current patrons, we love you guys. Thank you much for your continued support. And uh, if you want to do that, head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon. Until next week, dude, it's been fun as always. Always a pleasure. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's always good to uh, to wrap the week up like this, dude, and uh, just to kind of get on top of the news a little bit, get some opinions out there, see what other people are thinking. So, no, I always enjoy it, my man. Um, and, yeah, I think uh, I think we'll be coming up to Christmas soon, won't we? We've got a few more episodes then wrapping up for a week or two at Christmas. Um, it's a weird Christmas this week, uh, this year, because it falls on a Saturday, so we'll probably, we'll probably have two weeks off, won't we, that Christmas Day and New Year's and... and finish up Crops. on the 18th yeah come yeah. back on the 8th so yeah that's coming around once again but yeah always good dude always a pleasure indeed yeah so thank you very much again for listening take care of yourself stay safe and healthy and may the force be with you always